Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every $20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at Armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. Oh boy, oh boy, oh boy, did I piss on them Wheaties in that last video about the Alliance of Law-Abiding Clubs. If you haven't checked that one out, go check it out right now. It, they were furious, some of their members, I guess, and some of their members' clubs, that I actually talked about them. And they came back and accused me, wah, of being biased against them. I'm doing the same thing that the media is doing to other motorcycle clubs like One Percenters. And I was like, are you kidding me? You come at me with, I'm not being fair to you? Man, does it stink to have it on the other foot, doesn't it? It must really stink letting people know what you guys are all about. For one, look at the mission statement that you guys have. You immediately come after 1% clubs. You immediately say anybody that is in a 1% club is a criminal. So what do you think is going to happen? You know what I think? You're not used to having any pushback. Nobody pushes back on you because they buy it. See, a lot of people that are in the club world, they know what you guys are all about. But civilians on YouTube don't. That's how you're able to get the propaganda out there through YouTube channels of specific creators. And to push this line, just like the news media does, that 1% clubs are criminal organizations. Face it, you're just a law, you're just an arm of the DOJ. But what really upset you? Now, again, this came from members of this alliance. So, you know, I don't know if they're officers, whatever, because quite frankly, they wouldn't come on the show because guess what? Why? offered for them to come on the show. But guess what? They declined. So now you have no voice. Now you get my side of the story on some of the stuff that you were saying. You were upset that I went after you because you were wearing three-piece patches and that I said you weren't a traditional club. Well, you're not a traditional club. You're cops. Rebel and cops don't mix. It just don't happen. You're motorcycle enthusiast. That's what you are. Plain and simple. And yes, I actually did get somebody from a firefighter club that I mentioned. They weren't too uh, happy about my way of looking at things about them being a part of that organization. I said, well, that is what it is. I support firefighters. 
but I can't see why you're in an alliance with the bunch of cops. I just, I'll never get that. I just won't get it. But anyway, going further, and they were upset with some of my other observations. So my message to you is, if you want to be a cop, be a cop. If you want to be considered a biker or whatever the hell your fantasy is, be a biker. Great man J.R. Reed said that to somebody. You can't do both. You're never going to be considered a biker. You're going to be considered a motorcycle enthusiast. No matter how much you want to dress it up, or how can I say, after you get off the clock, dress it up like you're some hardcore badass in a three-piece patch because you know the public doesn't know anything, no matter how much you try, the real deals are always going to know what you're about. And I get it. It upsets you. But that is the path you chose. But to come back and say, well, you know, you're always uh, a bias or hard on Leo, you deserve it. Look what you people put others through, especially when it comes to profiling. Look what you do. And you wonder why everybody's upset with you? You want to show your, you know, the big old ball, you know, bowling balls that you supposedly have every time you pull a biker over. And then you wonder why we get upset with you, why we don't recognize you, why clubs don't recognize your colors. You have these clubs in an alliance that go and say that NCOM taxes people to be inside their organization. And we shouldn't be displeased with you? That's what makes no sense. That don't make no sense and you know it. There is no middle line here. You're on this side, we're on that side. Maybe you should go to your alliance and tell them, you know what, you really need to stop saying that NCOM, you know, taxes their clubs and stuff like that. They pay dues just like you probably do. But you won't do that because you're holier than thou. That's the attitude you have is you're holier than thou. You're, you don't want any conversation. You don't want to be able to say, hey, we're wrong. Yeah, we don't support motorcycle club profiling. Why ain't that in your th deal? Why ain't that in your mission statement? No, instead, you got somebody going around calling it a biker revolution, and you're calling yourselves 99% clubs. And boy, have we addressed the 99% thing. You are in no way traditional, okay? I don't remember seeing, you know, uh, a cop club at Hollister or any of them type of events. 
wearing a patch. I seen them busting people and putting out uh, a fake Time Magazine deal, putting out the fake propaganda, which started all the problems in the first place. You know, the AMA and the way they wanted to run everything. You had to be a part of their association, the race. And then they got their attitudes towards bikers that didn't want to follow their stuff. But the origin all comes back to you guys. But you'll never accept that. And you'll never accept the fact that people are tired of being profiled. People are tired of being called gangs. When you know that's not true. So when one of your club members, you know, that took an oath of office, which, huh, we can talk about that a lot, can't we? But anyway, they go out and do something, go out and start a fighting a bar, which has happened in the Chicago area. It's been in the news. Are you now considered a gang? Because one of your people went out there and started all kinds of crap? I'd be very interested in hearing that one because no matter what, somebody goes and messes up in a, you know, a 1% club, boy, they're a gang. But can you say the same thing about yourselves when one of yours go out and act stupid? You law enforcement act like, you know, you do nothing wrong, but we can pull up all kinds of incidences that dispute that. Hell, you say clubs are drug dealers and murderers and people that batter their spouses. You guys are right there. Uh-uh. Don't be throwing that around. And don't try to come back and say, well, that's only a bad apple. That excuse doesn't work anymore. Anyway, that's my message to you haters that are cops that didn't like the last video. Sad state of affairs. How can you not like Hollywood? How can you not like me? At least I'm telling you the truth. At least I'm not pulling on your schlong like some of these other creators do. Be a cop. Be a motorcycle enthusiast. But don't sit here and think that you're something you're not. That's embarrassing if you ask me. And hell, it ain't being a man. If you're embarrassed of what you are, damn, I feel for you. Anyway, we're going to go to the second part of the show right now. Don't forget to uh, subscribe to Insane Wheels, man. No club stuff over there, just motorcycles talk. We're going to have fun. We'll be right back with China Dow. Rock on. Hail to the king, baby. You're going to need a bigger boat. Pump in the morning. Hey, where are the white women at? Killer tunes that don't suck. WMMR DB Rockford.
everyone how are you doing welcome to the second part of the show i'm telling you i'm having cabin fever bad right now looking out the window now it's uh snowing a little bit i can't take this anymore i'm getting too old for northern illinois i am i'm going batshit crazy right now you know what last night was funny i was actually down at my desk and I put one of the lights on, kind of like what you got going, and it didn't work because I heard in the media that all you have to do is put a light on you and you would get in a better mood. That shit ain't working for me right now. It ain't. I want to punch you in the mouth. Why can't I move down to Texas? Why can't I move down to Florida where it's sunny and I can ride my bike? I can't do this. It's killing me. Freedom to turn my mic on. Yeah, it's on. Okay. You do have the freedom to move wherever you would like. But bye now. 
Oh, my goodness gracious. I guess I'm going to be calling Danny in a couple uh, minutes. See how uh, he's doing today. He wanted to come on the show and stuff. Hopefully, he's still up. I know he does all night. My boss says my mic is off. Your mic is not off. Well, it was off. No, you got to talk louder. Saying that my mic is off. I don't know what's going it on here. like it's muffled. It sounds like it's muffled. Let's try something here. Okay. How's that? Can you hear me now? Actually, something's going on. Redo your uh, mic right there. I don't know what the hell's going on with your mic today. Try now. Hello. There you go. You're back. I'm back. You're back. Okay. So we're going to have Danny here. Let me, uh, I got to hook this up. I haven't used this in a while. So you need to keep on talking. Tell me a story or something here. Tell you a story. Yeah, a news story. Oh, a news story. Yeah, well, I'm I like, get this well, I'm on. like, what kind of story you want to hear? <laughs> Once upon a time, there was <laughs> a nice blonde that was on her knees. I walked in on Hollywood, and she was bobbing on his knob. Yeah, a story like that. No, I don't have a story like that. I have uh, three people have been shot outside of Chicago, Illinois, Walmart in the parking lot yesterday. <laughs> Is that anything new? No, I just, you know, <laughs> figured I'd just stick with, the, you know, what's most common in Chicago. You know what? Sometimes I actually miss all the gunshots, the ambulances, and the sirens. Well, uh, how about when we lived right by the airport and a train track? Oh, you man, know, the you train know you tracks. Miss it. You know you miss it? The triple tracks. Remember how when you first I brought you out to Chicago, you were like, what the hell? How can somebody have a train go by with like over 500 cars? That was ridiculous. And that's just like in Chicago, you have the L. And with the L, you just get used to hearing it. Stupid. And you never did. No, it's too noisy. That's what happens when you grow up in a burg, man. Your damn freaking silver spoons are always used to. Uh, Why you always call me silver spoon? Because you were. I wasn't. You not. grew up in the burbs. You grew up in a rich town with a bunch of freaking idiots. Rude. That want to stick their nose in the air. They still do. So, you know, all three of these victims were taken to hospitals, uh, according to CBS. Uh, one victim was a 27-year-old man who was shot in the left leg. Another, a 25-year-old man who was shot in the chest and back. And the third victim was a 19-year-old woman who was shot in the right forearm. And um, they're all doing okay. Yeah. Wow. You know what? I'm going to go to Danny real quick here. Let's see if it uh, works on this thing. It's been a while since I used this. So we're going to test it out. Morning, Facebook. Hello. Yeah, what's up, man? Are you there? Yes, sir. I am right here. Man, are you having that damn freaking... You know what? You have to say hi, China. He can hear you, you know. Hi, Danny. How you doing? Hi, China. How you been? <laughs> how, how you doing? <laughs> how you doing, pretty feet? Hey, there you go. <laughs> hey, are you having yeah. the same problem as I am right now? I, I, I'm i going batshit crazy right now. I have never... Dude, I'm, I'm losing my mind. 
I really am. I've never, ever had it this bad before. I don't know if it's because I'm getting older or what it is, but it is bad. Yeah, I've noticed, uh, I've noticed like the last two years, it's gotten worse and worse. And this year, it's, it's yeah, it's kind of unbearable, but at the same time, you know, my situation with my new lady and all that. So that's kind of been taking my mind off of it, but. Right. Yeah. Well, you got a new family, man. That, you know what? That is the baddest ass stuff. And I'm so happy for you with that uh, because Thanks. it's been a long time uh, deserved right there. And, you know, it was funny. You telling me the story about New Year's Eve, having all the kids around, having fun. And that's something you haven't been uh, having lately. And that's pretty cool. You know, honestly, I've never had it ever. Like, I've never been, I, I was with a girl once, she had a baby, and we were together for a real short time, so I mean, I've never really experienced being with a woman that's an actual mother, and, and having kids around, and all that, it's really cool, man, it's a lot of fun, you know? One thing that a lot of people don't understand is when another man steps up to be a father figure, how hard it can really be the adjustment period how's that been for you well so my situation's a little different um the father is in their lives and he's a good father um so i made it real clear to the kids that uh you know i wasn't going to overstep my boundaries and try to play dad or anything like that i realized they both have a mom and a dad and I respect that, but, you know, I'm also here for them if they ever need to talk or, you know, they need advice or they just can't go to dad or something, you know, I'm here for them, you know? So it's, it's real cool, but it is an adjustment, you know, as we all know. And uh, one of the biggest things for me that I'm noticing right now is understanding where my boundaries are at with them because um, her daughter is 10 years old. And she's kind of showing a little resistance toward the relationship. And it's kind of a, it's been interesting the last couple of days, to say the least. <laughs> well, yeah, because there is that adjustment period for the kids. I actually went through that with uh, one of mine when I got uh, married to China now. Uh, they have this, ad she was about 10 years old. Yeah. And she had the attitude towards her and stuff. <laughs> and finally, it's... Uh, it was getting better, which is cool, but I'm really happy for you, man. I really am. I'm really happy for you. You know, it, well, it's I'm, I'm happy too, man. I, I have an awesome woman, dude. I mean, she's so cool. You know, I actually met her um, when I was in the club. And um, so she, she met me through that. She saw me through. Mm -hmm. You still there? Well, Danny's uh, kind of breaking loose right there, his phone. What do you think about that? I'm going to try to get him back, everybody. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it went loose here. See, that's one thing I don't under I can't stand that stuff when that happens. But what do you think? What was the adjustment period for you? Well, God, in the beginning, it was awful. Uh-huh. 
your 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 daughter was like ten, and uh, gosh, she like loved to hate me. You were like, uh, welcome to the U.S. Cellular voicemail. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, we had Danny on a little bit. Well, maybe he'll come back. Maybe he'll come back. Uh, he's just in a bad area right now. So I remember that too. She used to be the biggest bitch to you. Biggest bitch to you. Oh, she was god awful at the wedding. That's for sure. What happened at the wedding? You got to tell her that. Oh, uh, at the wedding, she was bawling her eyes out and not out of joy. Uh-huh. <laughs> the next thing you know, it as the wedding part, we were all walking out and shaking. Everybody was shaking our hands and congratulating us and stuff. And she stood there and she like announced, you know, because. I think it was your mom that asked her, why are you crying? Why are you so upset? Mm. And she's like, because now I know my mom and dad are not getting back together. And I'm like, oh, Lord, here we go. <laughs> well, that's something. Well, there is an adjustment period for kids. They see life a lot different than we do. And it's a lot harder on them. Yeah. So it it was, let's just say it was rough for probably at least the first couple of years. Right. It was, it was. It was tough. Ah, there we go. We got it back. We got him back. Good morning, Velo in the house. <laughs> you went. <laughs> you went silent, and I tried calling back, and went to va- uh, voicemail. Yeah, I don't know what happened there. I, I was hooking my mic up, so I don't know. Yeah, maybe probably, that caused an issue. I have no idea. Right. Well, we were talking about that and her experience. Uh, with the adjustment that the kids uh, have to have, you know, she had a lot right. of resentment towards her, and yeah, hopefully the adjustment period for you is a lot better. But she sounds like a good woman, man, especially if she has to put up with your ass. <laughs> <laughs> dude, being her, dude, like, I don't know, man. You know, we we get along on a, on a whole different level. Like, I've never connected with a woman so hard man like me and her we laugh we make fun of each other we understand each other like we just we're real passionate with each other man it's it's really cool well the passion is what's gonna drive it you said you mentioned her uh you met her when you were in the club how was that transformation for you meeting her in the club and then saying you know what I'm going to spend time with me. I'm going to spend time with my girl, my family, and how much happier you've been by doing that. Um, so <laughs> our story is a little, um, I mean, why wouldn't it be gangster? Right. Right. Um, we met, she was working at a bar and she's actually with a guy and, um, I don't know. You know, it was one of those situations where I had somebody, she had somebody and we started talking and we just, we just felt that vibe, that connection, you know? So we started talking and, you know, nothing ever really happened, but we're talking and get to know each other. And that was the process we went through when I was in the club. And then I quit talking to her for about, I don't know, a good six, seven, eight months. I quit talking to her for a while because I just needed to get my head on straight. So then when we ran back into each other and started talking again, I was out of the club. And um, then we got together, and a few months ago, I was uh, kind of experiencing that feeling of maybe wanting to go back to the club. 
and then I sat down and I talked to her and she's like, you know, I support you 100%, baby, whatever you want to do. And I just looked at her and I'm like, you know what, man? I'm like, I'm really happy with you. Our relationship is strong as hell. Um, I actually really love having your kids around. And, um, you know, I'm experiencing a lot of things that I've never experienced in my life. And it's, and it's cool, you know? So I thought about it and I was like, you know what, man? I want to do something different with my life. I want to actually be happy. So since then, I've been feeling great. You know, I love every day. I have fun with her. You know, we have fun with the kids and go do stuff. And, you know, it might not be my family, but the family life I've been living has been really awesome, man. It is awesome to hear that. What do you think, China? It's about time, dude. <laughs> and I'm and I'm not trying to be mean. It's about time that you found someone that makes you that happy. And that- I, I agree. You know, I, I definitely agree, and I appreciate that. You know, I mean, I was with somebody. You know, it's not like I've been single for a long time. You know, I was with somebody for eight years, and and that was, uh, you know, almost a complete waste of my time. And then I was single for I don't know what about a year and a half, maybe something like that, guys. Yeah. You know, and then, you know, here I am now. So, well, you know, Chase, you know, our smart ass uh, supporter over here and over by you, he said, wait, did he say he was with one woman once? So, what did he date before that woman? You got to love Chase. <laughs> you got to love Chase, man. So, so I, I, I've only been with one woman in my life, and that's the woman I'm with now. The rest were just chicks. <laughs> you know what? That is a very damn good point right there. A lot of us are with women. And until you find that right one, you are with chicks. You know, that's just like China. Yeah. You know, I found my woman. Our, you know, you probably found your ride or die, hopefully. And yeah. once you find them, you don't want to let them go, even though you want to punch them into the throat half the time. Uh, oh stop <laughs> he hasn't gotten to that point yet they're not together long enough yet give it time yeah, yeah exactly yeah we're, we're still we're, we're still in a newlywed thing man we, they're in the hot they're, they're, love and shit. they're they're totally in the uh honeymoon phase well that's yep. uh, that's yep. something you know as time goes on do you see yourself as saying hey let's get hitched oh uh, yeah absolutely well, there you, that's badass right there, then. I mean, this, let's put it to you this way, man. You know, I've heard people say it a million times. We all have. You know, when you find the right woman, that woman will make you want to do things that you didn't really care about doing. That's where I'm at now. You know, she's got me focusing on my career. She's got me focusing on, you know, getting a job, bettering my life, um, getting a bigger house for us. We plan on moving somewhere that's uh, warm all year round and hopefully four or five years um, when the kids are a little older. I mean, like, there's already goals set in place, man, and, and it's awesome, you know. Well, you need to start thinking about moving by Red down in Texas, man. You know what? I love the... Actually, he's in Vegas. Oh, he's in Vegas now? Holy yeah. shit. Yeah, man. All right, I got to bust Danny's balls right here. You know Red. How do you like her Go feet? Ahead. Does she got nice feet? She's got awesome feet. <laughs> so cute. I'm just saying, you know, you, you know what? That and, and, feet. And, 
And you know what? She doesn't think it's weird that I want to mess with them and play with them. That's the awesome part. There you go. He does the same thing I do. I, I like uh, a nice, you know, pair of feet, long as they're manicured yeah. and all that kind of stuff. But I can't believe Oh, man, her feet are so soft and they're small, so they're like cute and adorable. Oh, I love them. <laughs> See, I, I had to do it. I can't believe Red went to Vegas, man. Holy that cow. Dude, you know what? Me. Every time he was going to Texas, I asked him and he's like, Dude, he's like, brother, every time I started to go to Texas, whatever could go wrong would go wrong. A tire would blow, the trailer would fall off the hitch, the, the trailer would get messed up. Like he's like, every time I tried to go to Texas, everything was telling me don't go. So finally he just made a, a split decision and said, Screw it, I'm going to Vegas by my mom. Hell so yeah, man. That's where that's where he's at now. So basically he was having the same problem as the sportster, uh the chopper that was breaking down all the time. <laughs> Yep. I'm telling you Pretty what, much. man, that damn chopper, you know what? It would run a couple days and boom, break down again. Remember yep. that? Yeah, yep. every time. Every oh my God. time it would break down. So, uh, Ch so Chase says everything's bigger in Texas, just not us Mexicans. <laughs> <laughs> well, at least he's honest, totally. <laughs> so you're finally coming back on YouTube, huh? Yeah, I made a quick appearance again. Um, you know, what happened was I, I came back to YouTube. I did that one show about the one percenter women that I'm still like in shock over. And then um, yeah, after that, I lost my voice. So, like I got sick and I lost my voice for about a month and it just never really came back. Like, I, I, just, I don't know, man. Right. Well, that one percent woman thing I never thought I'd ever fucking see. Uh you know what, man? It doesn't surprise me, but at the same time, it does. Because I'm like, what 1% club would actually sponsor that BS? And and ladies, I'm sorry, women. You know, I love y'all. I support y'all. I'm not about hating on y'all and saying you don't belong in the MC world because you totally do. You play a huge part in the MC world. But wearing a diamond is just like, nah, bro. Nah, man, that's, that's just not right in my book. At least you give them credit about going and, uh, you know, being in a club. Me, I still can't get over to, you know, it's still to me, it's like you, you a property patch, man. That's what I think. Uh, it's hard. You to know what, though? That. See, I'm, I'm completely against property patches. Well, do tell. I, I don't, uh, I, I just don't believe in it. You know, when I was in the club, my lady was never on my bike, bro. Never. When I got my colors on, you don't belong on the bike because if something goes down, you're just another person I got to worry about, you know? Well, you're damn right, man. Well, you're around, man. And that's what people don't understand. That kind of got me pissed in the first segment is you were around 10, uh, 12 years or something with us. And yeah. you get all these people that talk and they don't know. <coughs> oh, yeah. And it, 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 you know what? I let them talk, though, man. I, I let people talk. You know, I get the haters on TikTok and on YouTube. I let them talk that BS because they don't know. And, and you know what? I've, I've noticed like when I'm out and about, I'll see somebody and it's some guy, like they look at me and they just have that look like, Hey, that's that guy, you know, or they know you, but right. they don't walk up to you. They don't say nothing. They kind of, you know, don't make eye contact with you. You know, that's a hater. <laughs> you know? Right. 
that's a guy that's a guy that's had something to say on 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 the internet, you know, some tough guy speech. But now he sees you in person and he's like, Oh, you're a little bigger in person. Uh-huh. Exactly. Why is it the Shy Town guys are the ones that are hated, man? I think it's because we don't take you know bullshit. You know what? It's always been that way to bro. I think it's been like that before we're even born, man. <laughs> people people hate Chicago because we've always been the most gangster ass city in the in the in the country. Right. Oh, you got that damn right. You know. Well, that's just like what yeah, I, that's what I, it is, man. I mean, you know, all the all the real all the real people have always come from Chicago. So I, I feel like a lot of places hate on, on Chicago because of that, because they know they probably couldn't make it in Chicago. <laughs> well, you know what? I was once told by my mother, if you can make it in Chicago, you can make it anywhere. I remember my mom saying that. That's man, she's completely right. It, that's one hundred percent fact. <laughs> yeah, if you can make it here, you can make it anywhere. Uh, but what was funny is the Very other th going down that same line. The other day, I mentioned in a video that the ninety nine percent, I think it was uh, with that Leo bullshit uh, with the alliance, and they said they were part of the ninety nine percenters. And I was like, you know what? That's an internet thing. As <laughs> there's only yep. one club to us in the Midwest that are ninety nine percent. And yep. they're the DC Eagles, and they oh, wear yes, the sir. they wear the patch ninety nine percent no fucking good out of uh, Chicago, yep. and they expanded. And there's some hardcore fucking boys, man. So it well, was yeah, like, yeah, I partied with them guys a lot actually. Right, and it was like everybody came after me. Well, that's BS. You know, this is a ninety nine percent. That is, I was like, you know what? It started on the internet, man. That's not. It, the, it started not too long ago either. Right. It just last couple of years. And yeah, I, the same I, thing with you know, same thing with the. Well, it's an outlaw motorcycle club, but I I think the outlaw motorcycle club term, um, I think that derived from from like another coast, like East Coast or West Coast or something, because like we all know here in the West Coast, if one of these clubs were to say, "Yeah, man, we're an outlaw MC." Um, we both know what would happen to them. You know oh, they get, they get beat down, uh, and that's a lot of, <laughs> yeah. you know, a lot of things that people don't understand is it is regional, and you talk about this. If you say yeah. you're an outlaw motorcycle club here in Illinois or Wisconsin, you're getting a freaking dotted eye because there's and only Indiana one. Too. Yeah, there's only one here. And that's the yep. dominant here. You don't say, hey, I'm in an outlaw motorcycle. Yep. What are you, stupid? You're in a three-piece. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, you know, and to me, man, you know, I'm old school. You know, you, you're either a one percenter or you're, or you're not. Right. There's no in-between. There's no, well, we're kind of the same, but no, no, you're not. You, you either have a diamond on your chest or you don't. Right. Plain well, and simple. Mike, uh, that, you know what? That's actually what they're called here. Is mom and pop clubs. That's what we call them. Yep. You got the Fagawis yep. here. You got Brothers MC here. Uh, hell, you got 200 freaking clubs in Chicago. I'll, but, tell you, I'll tell you what, man. I don't know how much you know about the Brothers. Uh, and they're awesome, dude. Shout out to the Brothers MC. They're hardcore, um, man. Those, 
those guys aren't exactly a mom and pop club, man. They're pretty freaking big. <laughs> yeah, they're big as hell. And you know what? They wear the one piece patch, but they're hardcore. You know, they come back. I think yep. they started in the late sixties uh, or early seventies. Yep, they started a long time ago, and they've never bowed to anybody either. Hell no, they don't bow to anybody, man. You remember old no. boy? Uh, he passed away, but uh, he had the flames on his head. Uh, Shorty, he used to drink piss. Stop. <laughs> you remember him? I, I don't know if I, I remember a guy with flames on his head, though. Yeah, man. He used to get drunk. I do Smith. remember a guy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Crazy, dude. Crazy. It is. And That's it's nasty. funny. When I talk to Black Dragon, he argues like hell with me about this 99% stuff. I was like, well, you know what? This is what I've noticed about Black Dragon, I, and I'm not talking about this. And I love you, Dragon, but I think Dragon likes to hold on to that because it, it, I don't know, man. He's always had this fixation with being a one percenter. I think deep down, you know what I mean. Mm -hmm. right. So he wants that 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 you know that name. You know what I'm saying? That's the only thing I can think of because. Or, or you know what? It's it, like like we've all said. It might be a regional thing. Maybe that's a thing down south, or you know, out that way. You know what I mean? But you know, here in the Midwest, yeah, you're right. There, we've I've never even heard the term ninety nine percent or ninety nine percenter until I, I like went on TikTok and YouTube and stuff. You know. Well, that's where it came from. I wonder if Dragon's the one who started that. Shit. <laughs> I was just gonna say, you sure. <laughs> I'm gonna it ask him been. that. It might have been Dragon. You started this <laughs> shit. <laughs> Did you start the 99 percenters? <laughs> I dare you. <laughs> and here's the thing, too. You know what people don't get, especially the 99 percenters, bro. If you call yourself a 99 percenter, you better never go into a one percenter clubhouse and call yourself a 99 percenter. Well, not around here, man. Because <laughs> <laughs> you're you're gonna get you're gonna get escorted out politely or non politely, but you're definitely gonna get a talking to real quick, man. People don't play with that percentage, man. <laughs> Mike uh, Ball, you know Mikey. Uh, yeah, he he just said it right now. I totally think Black Dragon coined the phrase ninety nine percent is no joke. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was Black Dragon. I believe him. <laughs> you know, I gotta, I gotta say, since Mikey's listening, man, you know that dude is just the most positive guy I have ever encountered, man. He's such an awesome character, dude. I much respect you, Mike. Oh, he is with the shit he went through and to have the positivity that he has. It, it's I mean, yeah, unreal. you know, just that alone is amazing. But he's, he's just every day, he's just such a positive influence on the world. You know, like one way or another. You know. Right. I just I, I got so much respect for him, man. He he gives me a new outlook on life sometimes. Well, you're damn right he does. He man. said, "Massive love, brother Danny." There you go, right, right there, on, brother. Man. Right on. And that's one thing that I've been liking is how a lot of us creators, not all of us, have been really getting together and backing everybody in our niche because it should be. Yeah, it should be. You know, we got a you know good relationships with uh most of the creators out there except yeah. these fucking cop ones. I can't I still can't believe about the cop creators talking about how to join a club. 
but uh, especially yeah, one well, that, what's his name? Fingers, yeah, yeah, fingers. <laughs> the dude Fucking that, uh, yeah, the dude that uh, said he went into a bar and beat up a one percenter and showed all these bruises. Come to find out, it was the other <laughs> way around. He got his ass mauled <laughs> by a yeah. by a club. So what? What's funny is I heard I got a phone call about that. About he got caught in the bar finally, and they smashed his ass. And then I think it was like two months later, I stumbled across one of his videos, and he was talking about that. And I couldn't help but comment. I'm like, "That's kind of funny, homie." I heard I heard another way around, but whatever makes you feel better for YouTube clout. Everybody on the street knew about it, man. He just got stomped. <laughs> he's, you know what? Actually, he's lucky they didn't kill him, man, for what he did. And uh, they, you know, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I don't want to go too far on speaking on that part, but yeah, yeah. right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm but, just gonna say, yup. <laughs> but we do have a good, you know, every, you know, the one creator that I'm really hoping to see succeed and to really take it to the next level is Sos. You know, because I kind of see Sos as right. rep representing our niche, and he's doing. Well, he definitely is, man. He's doing so good for himself, <laughs> where it's like, damn, man, one of us are going to finally make it. One of us, you know, dirty right. dogs or greasy bikers are finally going to make it to where right. we're represented. And right yeah. now, you know what? There's this one uh, fast line or fast lane TV that is using all using him on the thumbnails and stuff like that. I messaged him this morning, but there's going we have to stick together in our niche, right? So no it, doubt. it was cool as hell that you came out and did what you did for me, and you know the whole nine yards you, you know, know what man you know i would i would probably do that for just about anybody depending on the situation but my biggest thing was and, and you know and i'm not here to disrespect uh whatever that goofball's name is uh, smiley uh, mitch smiley um you know I'm, I'm not here to talk bad about him or disrespect him you know the brother did 38 years in the joint that's 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 no joke you know he's a real ass dude but my biggest thing was, is I'm really tired of everybody in general that thinks that they can talk shit about people that have been in the MC world when they haven't. Mm. I'm not talking about being friends of a club or, you know, everybody's got a friend, man. I don't care if you're friends with a couple of one percenters or maybe you were in a joint with a couple of them. Hey, that's cool, man. But here in reality, if you didn't hold colors and hold a diamond on your chest, you shouldn't be speaking about it. Right. You, you know, right. and I just, I got a real kick out of them, like, kind of like trying to attack you. And it's like, yo, wait a minute. This is a real dude that was in a real club. Who the hell are you? You, you, okay. You did 30 years in the joint. Big deal. We're not, we're not in prison. So all that status you thought you had in the joint don't mean shit out here. Right. You know, and it's just, you know, it just gets on my nerves when I, when I hear about people doing that, you know, am I, and, what really kind of set me off was when he kind of attacked the whole part of you being epileptic and stuff that, that actually kind of pissed me off. Well, what a lot of people don't understand about that. There's new meds out there that can help control it and stuff. 
Uh, yeah, and it takes time to get to that point too. You know, doctor visits and the hospitals. Years and, it took me. Uh, <laughs> a thousand, yeah, a thousand different freaking pills and all that crap. Right, but you know, one thing I'm gonna put out there, uh, you know, when Danny's speaking about the 38 years in prison, good for you. But at the same time, I came back at him and said, "That's really nothing to be uh, proud of, right there." Because actually, right. I was going through a nervous breakdown. I think it was a week ago, and I got a hold of Danny, and he kind of talked me out of it because I was I was having a nervous breakdown about my kid being in the joint, what he was doing in the joint, and right. Danny calmed me down with it, you know, because my damn kid, he won't stop you know what i mean he's violent right. and stuff like that in the joint and it's really going uh bad for him and you know like danny said it's time to you know to let go of support but you can't really do nothing but danny's the one who got me out of i was china i was having a nervous breakdown you know because of what's going you know what i've been going through with him oh yeah it's been hell right. So I do, you know, that's a, a real brother right there that's going to be with you when you're going through a breakdown right. like that. And well, that's what it's about, man. You know, mm. you, you got to be there for each other, you know. And, I, you know, I've always been big on brotherhood, and, and that's before the MC world even. You know, if if your friend is going through some <laughs> shit and you can add some kind of... um advice or help to that person to make them at least feel at ease with what's going on mm. why wouldn't you you know right and especially after the latest incident where he lost control in his cell and just put a you know a tv through somebody's head i was <clears> like <throat> yeah it ain't going you know what and well that was stupid now you can't watch tv bro right yeah, <laughs> he's in seg right now but you helped me face the fact that the way he's going, who he's with, he probably ain't ever getting yeah. out anymore. You know, you know, unfortunately not, man. Like I, like I told you, dude, I've, I've, you know, I wasn't in the joint a long time. I've never acted like I have, but I was in the joint and there was a couple guys that I saw right there. And I got brothers of mine from the old game banger days that, you know, they went in for, you know, a B&E. They only had like a year to do. And they ended up catching a murder beef while they were inside. And now they're never coming home. Right. You know, I mean, it, I, it happens every day, you know. Right. Exactly. But. And it's sad. But. Well, you know, what's some last words from you, man? Uh, today's show, we're going to be talking about habits of a highly miserable people. Uh but you got any, uh, you know, last words on something like that? Um, you know, my last words are going to be don't talk shit to people because you never know who you're talking to. You got that right. <laughs> and don't talk out of your lane. Stay in your lane. If you haven't experienced this situation completely wholeheartedly and full, then don't talk about somebody else's situation in that world, you know? Right. Well, that's one thing these people don't understand is we present you what we want to present you. You do not know us personally. 
Yeah, exactly. Exactly, man. That's that's the biggest part that, that people don't understand. It's, it's like I said, you know, I know I run into haters on the street, and they never approach me. They never have that same energy because of the way I move. You, you know, you know how I move. I still move like I'm in a club. Mm-hmm. And I've always got a couple people with me that are about that life too. And they see that and they, and they don't have nothing to say suddenly, you know? And it's like, like I said, man, you know, if you ain't about that life, then don't talk about it, man. Just stay in your lane. Exactly. So when's your next video coming out, man? Um, I was thinking about actually recording one tonight about a podcast that I watched. And uh, I'm hoping to air that next week. We'll we'll see though. We'll see if I get it done. That's what you should be doing, man. Responses, response videos get on their nuts. That's what I'm gonna start doing. You know, I, I'm trying to get away from the whole MC life stuff. Um, I'm gonna do some more stories about my life. People seem to really enjoy them. Mm. Um, and I'm also going to basically attack these fake ass creators out here man <laughs> there you go <laughs> i think it's time somebody starts going after them well you, know, I, you want clout i'll give it to you right well i think you know what i talked to you and dragon uh, i was like you know what give it six months uh give it a year for my other channel to really get going and after 11 years of doing biker news it's kind of time to bring that to an end at the end of the year, right. I just concentrate on something I really love doing, and that's talking motorcycles, man. You know, and that's it, man. You know, I just see my thing is is no matter what, you know, yeah, I'm happy with my little new adopted family and my woman and all that, and I want to live that family life, but I'm always always gonna fight that struggle inside of wanting to be around the the brothers and stuff, mm. and. The more I'm going to talk about it, the more I'm going to want to get back involved around it, you know? And so I'd rather just out of sight, out of mind kind of thing, you know? Right. Rock on, man. Well, I appreciate having you on, And I'm also going to be doing impressions of creators, too, everyone. Dude, you fucking nailed Black Dragon. (laughs) (laughs) He was so dead over that. Dude, I called him up after that, and he's like, dude... I hate you right now. He's like, I can't stand you. He's like, that was dead on too. And I'm like, ah, I'm just saying. <laughs> now, now you know what we see when we try to watch your show, which is stupid ass dog barking. Right. I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to do some more impressions of Black Dragon. I'm going to do some impressions of you. Yes. <laughs> I'm sorry, my homie, but I'm going to do some impressions of you too. That works. I, I, I love a comedy show, man. You know, that's yeah, gonna, it's just gonna be a fun though, yeah. right? <laughs> All right, man, I'm gonna let you go get you uh, moving on, man. You have a good one today, All right, man. All right, bud. You guys have a good show later, China. Bye. And that was <laughs> Danny Delo right there. I was, you, you know, you didn't know that the other day. I was, I was breaking down because what happened with him, and then I got uh, a call from an advocate. And they told me straight up that they're looking to send him to a supermax because he was valid validated as gang member and what he's doing in there. And you know how he is, you, you know, you've seen it. 
as he was growing up and when he was around. Yeah. One yeah. thing I you know, one thing I was happy about was his protectiveness, especially with you. He was really protective of you. And but he would just take it too far. Oh yeah. He he's one that uh when his temper's going and he's in that 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 mode, mm. he doesn't stop. No. Uh-uh. He doesn't know that that turn that off switch. Yeah. Slow down, you know. Uh, Tams, Mike. He's in uh, Illinois. St- he's in uh, state right now in a max, but Tams is the super max here. Uh, but yeah, Danny talked me down on that one because I was fucking freaking. So anyway, oh wait, hey Nitro, happy birthday! Oh, to it's Nitro's you. birthday. He's fifty-eight today. Boo-hoo. <laughs> <laughs> what? That's going to be funny seeing. I'm telling you, he nailed Black Dragon's impression. I'm gonna, I got to watch that. I it that was one. some funny shit. I watch all Danny's stuff, but I, I the past like couple weeks, I haven't seen, I haven't been watching like anybody's stuff really. Right. So I got to get caught up. Well, we got, uh, let's talk about uh, miserable people here. <laughs> <laughs> there are a lot of them, you know, and tomorrow we'll uh, be back on track with the news and stuff like that because <laughs> China and everybody else really likes your stuff. But, you know, before we go on there, let me talk about this. What? When we talk about this. I. Because people just first heard what my plan is. You know, it was 2023. Yeah. And I wanted to come up with a direction for Insane Throttle. And I sat back and I said to myself, give it six months, give it a year to the other channel, Insane Wheels gets going, and then I can cut the biker news from it and make that an interview-only channel about the lifestyle. I think after 11-plus years, because I started in 2011 with HarleyLiberty.com, then I went to the podcast which the podcast I never dreamed that would get as big as it did. And a lot of people don't understand YouTube's not even my main platform. It's Spotify, Audacity, all that kind of stuff. And I said to myself, you know what? I really love talking about motorcycles. I really love talking about rallies. I like moto vlogging. So I said to myself, let's get that channel going. You know, do the biker news until I can get that going and make the switch to a full-on interview channel. Okay, so in other words, by the new year, uh, you're, you're going to be... Of 2024. Yeah. You're going to say goodbye to biker news. Let others take on the mantle. You know, Black Dragon does it. We'll still have Harley or HarleyLiberty.com. But you got to be somewhere where you're happy. Well, yeah, 100%. You know, I love helping the clubs out with the media and stuff like that. But at the same time, doing it so long, it kills your style. And if you're going over to Insane Wheels with the Z, by the way, you'll see just how much fun I have over there. 
you know, today I'm going to be talking about the 2023 uh, Harley lineup, and it's a dud if you ask me. But that's the kind of shit I like doing. <laughs> Road rage. China not only watches videos of old guys trying to climb through vans and garages so they don't have to open the garage door and go outside in the cold. <laughs> yeah, I saw that. <laughs> that was one of his TikToks. I so, was dying. With that, let's talk about miserable people. You know, and I'm glad that Mike Ball <laughs> is in the chat room right now. Because like Danny said, I say, you say, and everybody who's ever met him says he's extremely positive. And I enjoy talking to him because he brings that positivity to the conversation uh -huh. and it brightens up your day. Oh, yeah. Where a lot of people have to deal with miserable people. Straight up misery. And it puts a black cloud over you. And then at some point, you have to say to yourself, screw this person. You're doing nothing but bringing me down. I don't want nothing to do with you. Mm -hmm. You've experienced it a lot the last year. Yeah. And I am happy to see that you're finally saying enough is enough. Because if you surround yourself with miserable people, then you're going to be miserable. You're going to be miserable yourself. But if you can find that person like a Mike Ball, they actually challenge you to do better in life. Mm -hmm. They actually Everybody needs you. a Mike Ball. They do. Well, I mean, I actually had somebody reach out to me yesterday uh, while I was sitting on my butt doing nothing, which just seems to be my thing now because of my, my knee. Right. And uh, he reached out because he was one that we put him in contact with Mike Ball because he's a recent amputee. Right. And, and you talk to him all the time. And I, yeah, I talk to him all the time. And he reached out to me yesterday because he's so excited that he's finally going to get a prosthetic mm -hmm. for his foot right. that was amputated. And he was actually um, very hesitant about getting it. But since he's had conversation with Mike, he's like so ecstatic that he's going to get one. And hopefully <laughs> he'll be riding again. That's his goal. And you have to have goals. And when there's people around you that have no goals in life, have no wants in life, it's kind of hard to keep yourself moving forward. Mm -hmm. And that's why I think I got the one and done rule. For one, if I don't trust you, I'm not going to be around you. For two, if I even get a hint of bullshit, I'm not going to be around you. And three, if you're miserable, I sure to hell don't want to be around you. Because as they say, life is short. I don't want to waste a minute, two minutes of my life dealing with your bullshit. Where you had a harder time overcoming that kind of stuff. Well, yeah, because I always gave everybody second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth chances, mm -hmm. and, you know, to be in my life. And I have finally come to the conclusion that uh, I'm not going to. Thanks, Mike. I'm not going to screw up my life over somebody else's misery. Mm -hmm. And because all that's doing is dragging me down. 
and I'm tired of being put in that situation. See ya, bro. So I just said, you know what? Enough is enough. I I'm done. Uh, you don't get any more chances. I kind of came to the conclusion I'm gonna just be doing like Hollywood, and you get that one chance, and you screw it up, you're done. Because mm-hmm. I can't, I can't keep dealing with negativity. Well, it destroys your health. It does, and it's like I already got, I already got mental health issues to begin with, and I don't need the m- making. If if they're gonna get worse, they need to be worse on my own problems, not on somebody else's. Well, another thing you had to understand, if they're going to talk shit, they're going to talk shit. That's the way it works. Well, you know, let them keep talking. I don't even care. Well, that's the thing. They keep talking shit, and all they do is make themselves look stupid. Exactly, because those that are talking shit don't know your full story, so they're just going to make up stuff Mm -hmm. to make themselves try and look better, but technically you're not looking better. You're looking even more stupid. Mm Mm-hmm. What's one of the, because this is going to be a two-part show on uh, miserable people. Yeah. Let's talk about a trait that people can try to, I don't know what to say, spot one of these people. Well, these are habits of highly miserable people, okay? And obviously, we all know miserable people are basically completely unhappy and uncomfortable with just about anything. And... The first thing they say is never they never are thankful for anything. Like being grateful and thankful for anything it, it, in a highly miserable person's life is a big no. Mm-hmm. You know, when a person shows gratitude, they should do it from a point of view of happiness. And they're usually 10 times more likely to be thankful for things already that they have and things that they don't. But a miserable person avoids to express any gratitude at all costs because it goes against what they believe. They think they're counting their blessing that counting their blessings is a waste of time. Do you believe that? Yeah, I do. Because you know, there's a lot of people out there that if you if you do things for people and you try and help people out, it, they don't they're not grateful for what you're doing for them. Or they get upset that you do help other people. You know, or, yeah, exactly. Or when you do help other people out, they're like, you know, they're negative Nancys, and they're all like, well, why are you helping them? What did they do for you? Mm. You know, I'm sorry, but I do help people out that they don't have to do anything for me except for say the simple words of thank you or I appreciate it. Mm Mm-hmm. What do you think about Mike just said they hate themselves? There is no self-love or no self-respect. Well, I think that's that's true. They don't know what their own self-worth is. And if you don't know what your own self-worth is, you better work on that before you even try to get up, get up in everybody else's business. And that's what one of their traits are is they want to get in other people's business. Mm-hmm. Be uh, you, you say it all the time. Misery loves company. It does. And when when one person's miserable, let's say there's six people in the room. And if one person is extremely miserable, they want those other five people to be as miserable as them. Oh, you're oh, you're. And if they and if they see that you're happy about something, they're going to pull everything out from under the rug Mm. to make it where your happiness should not be happiness. Mm-hmm. That it's an unfounded happiness. They're not going to be happy for you. Mm-hmm. 
and they're gonna like it does like let's say you got a promotion. Well, do you really think you deserved it? I mean, come on, isn't there somebody there but that's better than you are? Or, you know, wow, what an example right there! Because that is what people say. I mean, it's like it's. I mean, it's just something simple like that. I mean, it's like, uh, I mean, I've heard, I've heard of people that. Oh my God, I just found out I was pregnant. Not me, of course. I'm just, this is a story. Uh, you know, that they just found out they're pregnant and then their miserable friend is going to be like, well, why would you want a kid at your age? Mm. Why would you want to bring a kid in this world? What is wrong with you? You're only, you, you're only thinking of yourself. That's, I mean, that's how negative and those people are. The, are. That's, those are the ones that try to insert themselves in your friendships in your relationships. Well, yeah, I those mean, are, that's the number one trait of those kind of people. You got that. You got that one. And everybody knows one. Don't, don't say you don't. Cause everybody has that one negative Nancy. That's maybe not one of your best friends or something, but you got one or no one that's in your life one way or another. Mm -hmm. Everybody has one. Mm -hmm. And they're just, they're going to nitpick on, on your happiness. Just to make it where you're not. And it makes you second guess yourself. And you should never be put in a situation where you second guess yourself. That's a big problem that comes out of these people is second guessing. Yeah. And that and that continues and continues and continues as long as you have them around. Yeah. You know, to bring up a club analogy, if you have one of them in your club, your club's never going to be happy. No. Your club's going to break down because they it's like an infection. I, I, it's either a disease or an infection. It's like a virus. It's like a virus. It's, people. it's like a virus. It's one of those things you can't get rid of with medication. <laughs> You're actually funny today. <laughs> Do they got a pill for these miserable people? They got it for everybody else. You got a, a elbow pain, give them SSI, SSDI, whatever the hell it give is. Give them some Xanax or Yeah, elbow give them some Xanax or something. Well, somebody needs to be giving these miserable people some Xanax so they can calm down and slow their roll. Really? God. Do you think life is just beat them? What do you mean? Where can they use the excuse that life is too hard? No, they always I don't do. think they can. They always do. They have a, that's all they have is excuses. Mm -hmm. Hey, my life sucks right now. Uh, let's talk about so and so's life so I can look stupid. Or does that give them a getaway from their miserable lives? Well, it gives them an escape. It, it gives them when they talk about somebody else's life, it gives them an escape from theirs. You know, mm. for those brief, what, five, ten minutes, because they're all up in somebody else's business. And they carry it forward to. And sometimes they go too far. Well, they always do. But it's uh, it's people's fault to let that happen. Like Mike Ball would say, hey. Get rid of them. I won't even deal with them. Yeah. If it's friends, if it's families, you don't need them around you. Right. Get rid of them. And heck, even if it's one of those ones that you just call an acquaintance, which you don't have, basically have them. It's not a friend. It's not a family member, but it's an acquaintance. Mm -hmm. You don't need it. 
You don't need the negative Nancy's. You don't need the negative Nancy stuff. Mm-mm. So that trait, you got to really look. And a trait like that, you can actually see in a person right when you meet them. Mm-hmm. When you go up to somebody, if they if you just meeting somebody and they start complaining, stay away from them. That's my advice. And you know I'm right about that. If you go into a bar and you're sitting there, somebody comes up, starts talking to you, you know, you got a conversation going, you know, an hour later, they start complaining out of the blue. You got to, you got to move on them. You got to get rid of them because there's, that's the way they are as a person. If they can just meet somebody and bitch and moan. You don't need that in your life. Don't need it at all. What's one more? Because we got this as a series tomorrow. Uh, The second one is that highly measurable people lead a dull, boring, and unadventurous life. They ensure to have a mundane existence with no fun, no possibility, or excitement. And all they do is complain about it. That's it. It's like, I got nothing to do today. I'm so bored. Well, let me find something to do. They look for the trouble. It's like. We live in a world right now where it is actually, if you look at it, pretty exciting. All the technology that's out there. All the different type of entertainment that's out there. Yeah, it has its faults. But how the hell with all this stuff going around you that you can't get into enjoying life is beyond me it really is uh bacos uh what's frustrating is miserable people at work who you are forced to deal with daily oh my god everybody has to deal with that oh yeah i I got a couple of them that i deal with Mm. it's not fun and you're forced to deal with that kind of stuff but how to how do you deal with a mer- uh, miserable co worker? Me personally, I kind of just like I, I, I either <laughs> me, I'm kind of lucky because <laughs> I really don't have to work with the person mm-hmm. any anymore. I right. used to, but you know, huh? We'll close her. She's not. I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> but there are, you know, that's an interesting question. That we- I mean, one of the things you can work, one of the things you can do. I mean, if you got to work with one, you know, work around that person, avoid the person. Like as far as go, like if you're not have to be right next to them all the time, go find something else to do at your job where you're not near them. Mm-hmm. Just avoid the conflict. Avoid it all together. Yeah, because I mean, you got to work with this person, so it's best to, I guess, nod, smile, and walk away. Mm. because why would you want to anything that they have to say? Why would you want to voice your opinion? Cause it's just going to make everything worse. Yeah. It kind of makes you want to stay away. Yeah. And so not even engage them. It's basically you should, shouldn't engage them to begin with then. Right. Well, part two is going to be on this subject tomorrow. This was part one. Appreciate Danny coming on the show and getting the conversation going. Uh, Part two, a habits of uh, highly miserable people 
will be coming tomorrow. Uh, you guys have a good one out there. Rock on. Got a lot to say. Can't hold it in this time. Got no filter. I got